Hour three here, Magnificent Football Monday. Nick Ken and you on the BetQL Network, on with our friends at Stadium for another hour. And great to be on WatchStadium.com, YouTube TV, Roku, Amazon, Fubo TV, Samsung TV Plus, Tubi, and more for the next 60 minutes. 20 minutes from now, we'll be joined by the whale capper, our friend Drew Dinsick, NBC Sports betting analyst. Drew's going to give us his early plays for Week 8 in the NFL and his thoughts on tonight's Monday Night Football game in Minnesota with the Niners and the Vikings. Ken and I will continue to roll through the games in week eight, giving you our initial handicaps with pen, pencil, blood, or blank, one of our franchise elements, which we've shortened to P squared, B squared. You know, because it's catchy. And in the final hour, the power hour of the show, we'll give you all our bets for tonight. Sabres and Canadiens and the National Hockey League. We will give you our bets for game seven of the ALCS with the Rangers and the Astros. Can't wait for that. And of course, side total and props Monday Night Football with the Niners and the Vikings. But Ken, just for our live audience, because uh, we got game six starting in a couple minutes here with the Phillies and, uh, and the Diamondbacks from Philadelphia from Citizens Bank. The Phillies are favorites in the game. They're up 3-2 in the series. Nola's pitching. Uh, I already have bets on Arizona to win the uh, to win the National League. I don't think it's going to happen. I I like Philly tonight. I think I'm going to pass the game entirely. Any action for you? Just because the game's starting in a few minutes. No, I would I would much prefer Philly to win. I both teams are fine if they win, like as long as the Rangers win on the other side. But I have like a bunch of Phillies to win World Series MVP at big prices, like Trey Turner fifty, Bryson Stott like Jake. What do we get like 175 or something like a couple weeks ago? Um, so what? like rooting for the Phillies, but they're already, I just, how about this? I just agree that they're a favorite at home in the game. I think that's right. Cause I think they're more likely to win. Uh, I don't want to bet the game, but I would prefer the Phillies win. Uh, Jake, do you want to pop on here? Tell, uh, tell our audience what you think here in about a minute here of, uh, of game six of the NLCS. And then of course we will give you a handicap of game seven of the ALCS coming up later in the power hour. Yeah, I actually do like a couple props uh, in this game. I think Aaron Nola is going to continue to just ball out. I like him to get a win tonight. Trey Turner has great history against Merrill Kelly, over one and a half total bases for Turner at plus money. And two just for funsies home run plays of the game for this. Real Muto and Trey Turner, both good history against Merrill Kelly, both having really good postseasons. 520 for Real Muto, 430 for Turner. I like those both. All right, so those are Jake's bets. We will tweet them at you better you bet. I just feel like maybe like every postseason game the Phillies play should just like are we like missing the boat like the gravy boat the money boat just bets and just, like, not, like like not just like bryce harper and like kyle schwarber specifically just like every game yeah. to hit a homer like, you probably just win. who is uh i haven't seen the market i'm gonna try to bring it up really fast like who is and I'm, i could be missing something really obvious like who's the favorite to win an lcs mvp is schwarber the favorite uh, like is harper luck. the favorite Jake says Schwarber. Jeez, this is... Like, is he a big favorite? It's just, I, I mean, I don't He's minus know. 300 right in some places. Oh, I see minus 400. That would, yeah, so the answer to that question would be yes. He's a really big favorite. Um, uh, how about is that ALCS like MVP? Jake would know better. Jake, is Schwarber, is Schwarber a done deal? Like, they win tonight. Let's say he goes 0 for 5 with 5 strikeouts tonight, and they win. He definitely wins. I don't think he definitely wins. I was talking with a couple people about this. Like, I think Harper definitely has a case, obviously, because he's Bryce Harper and he's really awesome. And Trey Turner's been awesome. I don't think Schwarber should be this big of a favorite. I think as long as he has a like a, a hit, a couple of hits, I think he probably wins just because at the top of that lineup, hitting the monster shots that he has, he's definitely right. in the lead. But I don't think it's as much of a done deal as the odds would imply. Yeah, I kind of want to bet Harper. How about sixteen to how one about, right now? How about in the in the ALCS? 
So the Rangers, so assuming like no one has like futures bets on the Rangers or the Astros, if you like the Rangers in the game tonight, they're plus 110 with Scherzer starting tonight. Like he could throw like a complete game shutout or like give up nine runs in the first inning and I wouldn't be yeah, surprised. Talking about volatility. Yeah. Uh, like, and, and Jake, I'll ask you this question and like we, and we'll do this more in the power hour and like we'll get to the NFL in a second here. Like if you like the Rangers in the game tonight, and they're plus 110 to win, shouldn't you just bet, like, Adolis Garcia to be ALCS MVP at plus 200? Like, how how does... Like, he could go 0 for 5 with 5 strikeouts, and if the Rangers win tonight, I still think he wins ALCS MVP. Yeah, I mean, barring something crazy, like a Corey Seager go-ahead Grand Slam or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, I agree with that completely. If you like the Rangers to win tonight, you might as well put, like, Garcia... ALCS MVP, especially after the last couple games that he's had with those home runs, and now the hashtag narrative on his side too. One hundred percent. The grand narrative. The, the grand slam last night was like breathtaking. What he hit it, it was just like yeah. okay, well, it was like a, like a laser beam that was off the bat and like gone in like a second and a half. It was just like obviously about- going to be a home run. What about the Astros? Like Alvarez, Jordan, and Altuve are like similarly priced and both like two to one, three to one that range. Is there, I mean, it's the, the, I guess the right answer is tonight's game decides who wins probably like if one of them has a good game or not, but like, is it, is it that way right now? Like they're tied or like, is someone ahead right now? Altuve is probably either of you can answer. You think Altuve is ahead just because of like the home run? Well, he had the homer in, in what? He has the five, but like, but, but Jordan's been better right over the course of the series. But yeah, Jordan's been better like in the series, but he hasn't had any of these mammoth homers that we've expected. Like, El Tuve had the moment, and he's, like, the heartbeat of that team. So I think he would right. probably get it. I hate which sounds so narrative, but Which sounds narrative, except, like, that's how awards get decided. Yeah, <laughs> fair like, enough. It's like, oh, but he's the heartbeat of the... It's like, you know, we're going to do Comeback Player of the Year on Thursday. It's like, that's a narrative, narrative, narrative. You can just go down the list. Like, all right, what's the narrative here? What's the narrative here? What's the narrative? NBA awards are about to start? My God. Like, yeah, it's just... You've never you've never seen such takes in your life as like who's going to win NBA Most Valuable Player. Uh, I was trying to figure out if there was a way we would bet MVP where like we would feel good no matter who won and we would actually get like a pretty good price on it. But like if you bet Adolis and Altuve and let's say that bet's like minus 150, like that either of them win. Like, do you like that bet? No, because I, I think you could. I think I think my my opinion. I could be way wrong. I think you are on's ahead. Like Altuve had the moment, but oh, Jordan's okay. been better. I I I would rather pair Adolis with Jordan. Can I? What are the? Can I ask a really? What are the Astros to win the game tonight? What are they? What are their minus one thirty? <laughs> Do you bet like? Is October's is... back? Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> I'm just I'm spitballing here because I think this is fun. Like if you bet the Astros, I wonder what the best Garcia price in the market is right now. Like it's one, I see 160. What's the MGM price on Adolis Garcia? 200. If you bet the Astros and Adolis Garcia, do you ever lose? If Scherzer throws like a complete game shutout. No, he can't He's terrible in his first start. Scherzer cannot, Scherzer cannot win. Scherzer could pitch and could have, could could have 27 strikeouts tonight and he still wouldn't win. So like. Obviously, you're creating a, a bet like the Astros win or Adolis Garcia wins MVP, and you think you've but covered you know 99% Tyler, of outcomes. Well, well, Tyler brings up a good point here. Tyler, pop on. Like, like, what about Mitch Garver, Tyler, who had a big game, obviously, last night and like, kept them about, in it early? What about Will Disley? 
What about Mitch Garver? <laughs> yeah, I, I looked. I thought he was do, actually doing better this series. He didn't do good the first two to three games, but the last three games he has uh, two, four hits, a home run, and if he hits two more home runs today, or and this is another homer, like you might have, you might have three home runs in the series, and in the game okay, seven just, too. Well, well, like well, 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 he, he didn't thanks do for good. Pop- <laughs> thanks, thanks for popping on Tyler with that information. We appreciate it. He didn't so do good. <laughs> I, I do think I do think Josh Young could and, win. And, and now let's go to Tyler okay. Morales for why we should bet Mitch Garver. Well, he didn't do good the first couple games of the he series, didn't do but, good. <laughs> but I'm just like I, I I haven't bet any of this stuff. Like for people listening, it's like oh Ken's on to something. Like I don't know if I'm on to something. I just it, I'm I'm trying to figure out from your guys' answers like how how likely it is that Elias Garcia wins. It sounds like it was really likely. So I was just spitballing. Like do you bet do you bet Astros and him and you just sit back and watch the game and you win. Like, is that how it's going to go? Sounds like Maybe. no. Sounds like you need to fade some, like, a lot of random outcomes here on, like, a lot of the other Rangers players, I guess. I, That's what it I sounds think, like. I think Adolis wins. And then, I, yeah, Adolis and the Astros, I feel like you win that bet. I feel like you do no, win you're, I mean, bet. you're paying an insane price. Like, you're probably paying, like, minus three-something if you actually have figured it out. But um, but if you're paying minus three-something and you only have to, like, if I'm paying minus, let's say I'm paying minus 300 for a bet. And the, the way I lose the bet is, like, Mitch Garver hits two homers. Like, there's no way the opposite side of that bet should be priced like that. Like, that's like, I'm in good then, if that's the case. I just figured yeah. I'd bring it up. If people want to play the game tonight, I don't know, whatever. I love it. Also, like, Tyler's favorite team is going to be in the World Series in, like, three hours from right now. So, you yeah, know. Yeah, they, they, they're they they're doing good against everybody. They, uh, also, the Patriots are... have been getting bet, by the way. This might come off 10. Should we bet 10 now? No. no now right. we're definitely not betting this game. No. We're not yeah. betting the game. Don't make us. We're not doing um, it. Well, I, now I think if, that if we did it now, the, yeah. now the decision is like, well, what about Miami? Like, like two teams, seven pointer Miami, Miami to two and a half. Um, this is something that will likely only interest me and we'll spend like five seconds on it. Um, Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott announcing that uh, one of their tight ends, Dawson Knox, is going to have wrist surgery. I never want to celebrate. I don't even want just just like yeah, just Dalton Kincaid. Dalton yeah. Kincaid rocket ship. And we hope Dawson Knox is back sooner rather than later and he's able to contribute to the team. But like this is like Dalton Kincaid to the moon here, fantasy football league winner down the, the second half of the season. So I don't know how long Knox is going to be out. Hopefully he's back sooner rather than later. All right, Nick and Ken here. You better you bet on this Monday. Uh, we're good on Dolphins Patriots, right? We can move on to the Jets and the Giants. I'm excited to talk yeah, about this game. Like, I think it's kind of like the first game where we're both just like, we're, I think I'm definitely not betting this game. Patriots Dolphins right now. I feel like all the other games were either close to a bet or I really like something. Dolphins Patriots, I think the first one where it's like, I think I'm good here. I think if I had to bet the game right now, if I had to bet something, I think I'd bet over while it's still 46 and a half. Cause I feel like this this ain't this ain't gonna be below 47, would be my guess. Without the Patriots offense right, well, played against Buffalo. Well, I got bad news for you. MGM's 46 and a half, the entire board's 47. <laughs> I, I feel like we're gonna start. We'll see you tomorrow, teams. folks. Like like the Wade Barrett, the bad news Barrett. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad yeah. news for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Okay. Uh, Giants and Jets on Sunday from the Meadowlands is a mm. home game for the Giants. Also, they share a stadium, so no home field advantage. Uh, this is currently Jets minus 2.75. So they're three at BetMGM. The Jets are Jets minus three, but juiced way towards the Giants. My senses can, and you can tell me like what you think about this. Like a report came out today that both Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, the Jets' top two corners, who missed the Jets' last game, and remember they're coming off their bye when they beat the Eagles a couple weeks ago, neither Sauce nor Reed played in that game. And I think the thought was, because why, why wouldn't this be the thought? 
You know, both guys will be healthy coming out of the bye. Now it's only Monday. The game's not going to be played for another six days. Both guys remain in concussion protocol, Sauce and DJ Reed. Ken, that's my guess as to why the Giants got bet and why this is might come off three and might be Jets two and a half. So your thoughts there on that, like what, why the spread is what it is, and kind of like conceptualize the game for us here with the Jets in between two and a half and three. The total is 36 and a half. Also, we don't know who the Giants are going to start at quarterback, whether yeah. it's going to be Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor. Brian Dable telling the media today he has no further information on Daniel Jones. Also, like Tyrod almost led an upset on the road at Buffalo and then led the team to a win yesterday against Washington. My I guess is it's Tyrod Taylor, but like I could definitely be wrong about that. And last thing, and I'm sorry to keep jamming in information, but the report did come out yesterday that the Giants are expecting Andrew Thomas, their stud left tackle, to be back for this game. So I think we can pretty like accurately say and confidently say that Thomas will be manning the left side for the Giants here on the offensive line. Important against the Jets front, obviously. Yeah, uh, just I'm in mean, a really interesting game. You just did all the injury stuff there. That'll obviously guide a ton of the line movement throughout the week. Uh, I think the line's way more. I would already has started to come off three, and I would have told you like it's way more likely to come off three than than get bet more with the Jets, uh, especially with the Giants off of like two good performances, like hold up really well against Buffalo, beat Washington. So they're coming into the game with the market probably a little more bullish on them than than previously. That's almost a certainty. And then the Jets having a pretty dicey injury situation with both of their star corners. I think that all leads to movement toward the Giants, and we've already seen it. Uh, in terms of the game, it's just really interesting, right? Because I think my strategy here is going to be like, wait and hope that the injury report gains so much momentum that I get the Jets at like a really short price in the game. Because like even, I guess if like the two corners are out, then, then maybe this is, I just... Like, the Giants scored 14 points yesterday against, like, one of the worst pass defenses you could possibly imagine. And scoring and moving the ball was still very, very difficult, even against that team. And what's this going to look like? Like, I, you know, there won't be crowd noise, obviously, to share a stadium. But just, like, okay, the Commanders have a good pass rush and they got home a bunch. Here's the Jets. Just, like, how, how is this going well? Maybe Thomas Back solves all of that. Maybe um, I would just still have a lot of questions about how the Giants are going to score in the game. And that was against Washington. And now it's the Jets defense with time off. I I think my my strategy is going to be I don't want the Gi like the play now for the number going away is Giants three. Like that's the bet for right now. But I don't want that. I, I'd rather just like, can I get the Jets at one or something like really small? Because I do think the injury report is likely to be really good for the Giants. This is my guess and not so good for the Jets. But like, but like, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Okay, you're right. On Wednesday, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed both clear concussion protocol. Both are playing in the game. I think we're back at three, yeah. right? Yeah, don't bet the game. Then I'm just not betting the game. I don't want the Giants. Would it, not off these it, two games. Now yeah. it is worth noting, and like, I'll kind of hold my analysis for um, the last segment of the hour because I'll have a lot to say about this game. Would it change your? opinion at all if Saquon Barkley doesn't fumble going in and Graham Gano makes the field goal in the first quarter and they score 24 points instead of 14 nah because they're I just think they're kind of a bad team they do bad team stuff like that's what they do um I think like I'm happy not but yeah we'll do more on this after the break it's fine we'll There's do more on, on Giants and Jets later this hour but coming up next we'll talk to the whale capper Drew Densick. all his plays for Monday Night Football with the Vikings and the Niners Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
Mike Tirico with the call last night on NBC. Eagles beat the Dolphins 31-17 and cover the spread in the process. The Eagles, one of the bets yesterday of our friend, the whale capper, Drew Densick, who apparently, like, uh, uh, he hasn't said this, I'm saying it, is on, like, one of the great NFL handicapping runs that, like, we've experienced on the show. I don't feel like he's had, like, maybe he's had, like, one losing Sunday. Maybe he has he's had no, no losing Sundays the entire year. Well, it's like it's like whale season, I feel like. Well, whale season, I feel like for whales is bad because it means they're getting haunted, yeah, whale, right? Whales, whale season is like, run! Yes, get whale, whale season is like, oh, yeah. like the poachers are here. It's time to go. Right, the whales the get spears. poached. Spears. Yeah, get yeah, a, a harpoon, right? Don't yeah, I got I to gotta tell you. Right. People that hunt, I don't understand. Anyway. All right. Uh, we'll get back to our handicap of week eight in the NFL. I don't know. Coming up in about 20 minutes, uh, my thoughts on the Giants and Jets, and we'll roll through a lot of the other games. All our bets for tonight coming up in the power hour, final hour of the show. We're underway in Philadelphia, game six of the NLCS, Phils and Diamondbacks. Uh, Phillies uh, have a man on base here in the bottom of the first. We'll keep you updated if anything happens in that game. But joining us right now, the aforementioned, the red hot I'm not just talking about his looks. He's a handsome guy. The great Drew Dinsick, uh, the whale capper, joining us here on the show. Betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports. Co-host of the Deep Dive Podcast, along with our pal Andy Molitor. Whale has supported us since 2019. Support him. Check out his work at NBC Sports. And check out the Deep Dive Podcast. And follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. Whale, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. My friend, how you doing? And congratulations on another winning week in the NFL. Yeah, uh, sun running right now. Um, you take it when you can get it, and uh, it's been going good for NFL handicapping so far this season. So I'm in a great, great headspace. Um, and you know, st- there's definitely been a lot of weeks this year. And don't get me wrong, like I'm not trying to diminish things. Very, very happy with performance, blah blah blah. But there's been some weeks where it was like flat out luck box nonsense. <laughs> this week, I was not one of those. I had uh, like you know, pretty, pretty. Um, you know, pretty early solid read on Patriots being competitive in that game. Uh, market, co- you know, confirmation came through in, you know, in pretty emphatic uh, fashion on Sunday morning uh, as that closed, you know, well under uh, the eight and a half that I lay, you know, that I got, got earlier in the week. And then, um, you know, the Patriots winning was a little bit lucky, I suppose, but uh, that felt like a no doubter from Jump Street. And the handicap was pretty straightforward, which is the market is still rating the Bills' defense as this top 10 unit. And I don't know what else evidence you need. They are missing half of you know, their best player at every level. They're not a top 10 defense. I don't know what to say. Uh, the market is still rating the Chargers' offense as a top 10 offense. They're not. <laughs> like, you know, there's There's some straightforward stuff like that that's just not reflected in the current market prices. And I'm, I'm uh, you know, in, in enjoying uh, kind of being on the right side of some of these. Well, I'm curious, and the answer can be no, but we haven't really talked about the mm-hmm. Niners and the Vikings at all on the show yet. It's coming up in a few hours. If you have any thoughts on the game tonight, I think anytime people hear like a guy's on a heater, the next question is like, well, what is he like tonight? <laughs> Does he like anything tonight? Uh, Vikings, or sorry, Niners rather, back up to seven. Uh, was six and a half kind of earlier in the week. Trent Williams is out. Like McCaffrey's going to play. Told the media like feels great. Also, he had an oblique injury. I don't know, whatever. Of Niners seven, 43 and a half, 44 the total. If you had to bet tonight's game as the, the guy on a quote unquote heater, what uh, what would you do? Yeah, I, I already uh, have Vikings in pocket. I didn't get the best of the price. So uh, somebody smart on the other side of this one for sure. Um, <clears throat> I think the, uh, I mean, that the Trent Williams, Injury matters, I think. Uh, people are diminishing the Debo Samuel injury. That matters. Um, this Vikings team uh, in the preseason was power rated as an 
league average team. I mean, they weren't, you know, we all kind of knew that they were a sell uh, just based on how lucky they got last year. And just in terms of winning one score games, fourth quarter comebacks, all that nonsense. Like this is very, very well tread ground. Um, but the preseason look ahead for this game was San Francisco minus one. You're telling me that we have now got enough information through six weeks of football to say that San Francisco is that much better than we thought preseason when they are missing their best offensive lineman and a key part of their offense in Debo Samuel. You're telling me that the Vikings are that much worse than we thought preseason when their only substantial loss is Justin Jefferson and they have redundancy at that position to backfill. Um, and so I look at this particular matchup, I see a relatively competitive game here. Uh, I think the one kind of game-breaking factor that hurts the Vikings is if Kirk Cousins is under duress early and often here, he can absolutely turn into a pumpkin. But Christian Derisaw right now grading for me as a top three offensive tackle. Um, the uh, Their other tackle, solid as well. So I think you're going to get pretty decent protection around the edge uh, if the interior holds up against what's been a pretty solid interior pass rush for the um Niners so far this season, I think the Vikings are going to be able to score in this one. Uh, I don't know that they pull off the outright upset, but if you're going to give me seven points on a game where, you know, all of our preseason information told us this should be inside of a field goal, then I'll take it. Well, maybe you're right. I would disagree with redundancy at the wide receiver position behind Justin Jefferson with like Addison, the Purple Goblin, KJ Osborne, and Brandon Powell by Justin Jefferson. Maybe the Vikings cover the spread. Uh, we'll, we'll see how they're able to move the ball, how these wide receivers He's the one look. on the you heater. Better, you, to be fair, to be fair, he's killing it, and I haven't been, so God bless him. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Monday. We're talking the National Football League, maybe a little NBA as well, and we'd love to talk NBA with our friend the Whale Capper, Drew Densick. Drew is on Twitter at Whale underscore Capper. Well, we will do a little NBA in this interview, but mm. our, our audience always loves when you give us like an early better, an early strong thought that you've got on the, uh, the week to come in the National Football League. Um, as it stands right now, could be side or or a total uh what's your current favorite look coming up for next week in the nfl uh best kind of angle i see is carolina at the three um it's gonna go to two and a half here almost across the board i would guess you have to lay a pretty decent juice on plus three which they don't love but at the same time like <clears throat> you got a new offensive coordinator or, you know a new play caller uh with offensive coordinator thomas brown who's had now two weeks to prepare for this particular game obviously houston's also coming off a bye um you know the carolina defense has been relatively unhealthy throughout the first portion of the season which has really contributed to a lot of their woes um and i don't think that there is you know uh, i don't think there's enough of a benefit uh or enough of an upgrade you can make on houston as a team and as a, a roster that they should be laying three um on the road to anyone in the nfl let alone the worst team so um that one pretty obviously stands out um <clears throat> i think the uh probably not worth taking the money line there it's probably just worth putting the points in your pocket because you know there's there's definitely chances for carolina to to dink this one but uh that one stood out the the saints being dogs on the road doesn't make sense to me gardner Minshew is playing atrocious football right now i know he just scored 38 points as part of a team effort against the cleveland browns but his uh performance these last two weeks has been absolute nightmare fuel if you are kind of trying to evaluate the quarterback position um and now he's going up against the saints defense that's absolutely live i think the saints in general have a couple of ways to get a win in 
in this game, either in comeback mode if they're being more aggressive or, uh, you know, just flat out playing from ahead, which is where it looks like they are, you know, more want to do. Um, and I think uh, just in general, the extra rest that New Orleans is getting and helping them come into this game a little bit healthier is going to matter. So uh, Saints, to me, stand out. And then uh, Jags also over Pittsburgh. I know Pittsburgh has been, you know, the, the beneficiaries of some wild voodoo so far this year, but um, not a great matchup for them against the Jacksonville team that has so many different wideouts that can really do damage down the field. Uh, I don't think realistically the pass rush can get home fast enough in this one to upset uh, Trevor Lawrence from having a pretty uh, comfortable game. And I think, you know, there was definitely growth in, with Canada and Pickett against this uh, Rams defense, particularly in the second half. I thought they played, uh, you know, their best half of football so far this season, and maybe they continue to build on that. But uh, Jacksonville's defense is, is, is definitely formidable. Um, they have pass rush pieces that I think can win, and they have uh, enough coverage that I'm not really worried about getting burned by you know Pickens and, and uh, Deontay Johnson. So um, three dogs that stand out as you know should be closer to pick them or small favorites is or you know I guess two dogs and a small favorite uh, Carolina, Jacksonville, and New Orleans all all pop for me. Interesting. Yeah, we were. This will be a discussion on Thursday like it was last Thursday. Like if you like Carolina in the game and you think they're going to beat Houston, Bryce Young is 75 to one for offensive rookie of the year right now. And he would outplay mm. Stroud probably if they were going to win. Just like maybe that award gets crazy. Like maybe maybe yeah. Stroud wins. Like whatever. Maybe he just wins. Maybe it gets crazy. I don't know. Just like an interesting wanna... thought. You want an awards hot take? You guys, I'll, I'll give it oh, to you guys. Yes, you, you great. You, you I, I, I want to make sure we do you NBA. This for me. So how about like a 30-second yeah, second, uh, second awards quick. hot take? Yeah, yeah real quick. Right. Uh, it's a three-horse race for defensive player of the year, right? What That's if, not the hot take, right? What if the Ravens run away with the AFC North on the back of the best defensive performance uh, in football? And Roquan mm. Smith steals that award. He is currently 100-1, to one, even though he is second in the league in tackles and has added another four and a half sacks and a couple picks since he has been traded to the Ravens. The Ravens are virtually in a dead heat EPA per play defense with the San Francisco 49ers in the time period that he has been a Raven. Uh, Ravens look healthy. Ravens schedule is easy enough. I think Roquan Smith can get home at 100 to one. Okay. I would say like when Roquan Smith like leaps over a line and blocks a field goal, then like we can we can start like start doing that a little bit. But you're right, like the price is crazy. I would also say you're gonna get me down like an awards rabbit hole. I was gonna say like it's a three player race. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't think Parsons is gonna win, so like I think it might be a two player race. Maybe it's a three player race and it's three guys in the AFC North. Maybe like that's actually yes. like it's Watt and it's, yeah. Uh, and hey, if Pittsburgh falls apart, which we can all see coming. If if the Browns fall apart and the Ravens literally run away with that division uh, and their defensive t statistics look as good as they have since Roquan Smith has been there, people are going to start talking about it. It's true. I I, I want to do awards a lot more, but I I actually want to do the A take <laughs> because this is the per it's the perfect time because like the pod's going to come out tonight. The games are tomorrow night for people who want to bet win totals or preseason anything awards division whatever. Um, this could be a win total whale or just like a, a future that you like a bet that you think sure. people should make before the season starts Tuesday night in the NBA. We have a few minutes left for this. Yes, I have no idea who wins defensive player of the year in the NBA. <clears throat> uh, that could go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that one that one feels wide open. But I like three uh, three different long shots in a couple of these obscure markets. Uh, I'll start with coach of the year, which is the biggest price I think worth betting. 
Um, I can see a pretty clear path. Uh, you know, if, if you're going to bet coach of the year, you want a team with upside. You want a team that's going to surprise to the good with win totals. To me, that means you are shopping in the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference is substantially weaker than the Western Conference. Somebody is going to steal a fourth or fifth seed uh, in that conference who is a surprise. I think the Raptors are in the conversation for that. And I think their coach, who you may have not heard of until you are listening to this podcast, his name is Darko Ryakovich. Uh, he will be the beneficiary of the credit if the Raptors get into the mix for a four or five seed. And I think they have the talents to do it. So uh, I like him at 45 to one for coach of the year. Uh, and then uh, most improved player in six man of the, uh, of the year, the other two markets that really stand out to me and most improved. I'm going with my magic uh, looking for friends Wagner to come home at 25 to one. Uh, he's the guy that looks the closest to popping, uh, you know, first time all-star this year, if they break through and if the magic are competitive, I think he'll get some consideration. And I think he's quite good. Uh, and he is 25 to one for most improved player. Uh, he can, clearly jump from 18 points a game into the 24, 25 point per game uh, threshold, which you need to get that consideration. Uh, and then six man of the year. I think we're going to relive a little bit of history here. Uh, the Jordan Clarkson role in Quinn Snyder's offense is going to who this year? Mr. Bogey Bogdanovich. I think Bogdanovich is uh, a bet on at 22 to one. He is going to be instant offense off the bench for those guys and uh, probably close. So that matters. Uh, Ken, do you, would you like to, and this is like this is like right in your wheelhouse here. I, I was gonna ask a question about like the, the, the games tomorrow, but do you have anything here in response? Uh, no, I was, yeah, I, was, I. Well, I mean, I don't want to like rip out the argument. I'll say Bogdanovich. I like totally agree on that handicap. And uh, you and I were talking. Yeah. Nick uh, Nick drafted Trey Young on his fantasy team, so I think like we're like a lot of people are yeah. kind of hoping the Hawks thing is is real this year with Quinn Snyder. Obviously, he's like a really good coach. Maybe they win a ton of games. Uh, if you if you had I don't, this, I don't even want this to be a betting question. I want this to just mm -hmm. be like, a, what do you think is going to happen at the end of the year? Sure. Who do you think is, and, and like 30, 45 seconds, who yeah. do you think is going to win most valuable player? I think it's going to be Jokic, um, but I'm really? wavering on that take. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're wavering. Then, 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 then it, well, well yeah. if you're wavering, then who are you wavering towards if it's not Jokic? And we only have 30 seconds. Uh, I I could see an outsider potentially like a Durant or Curry, uh, you know, so, somebody along those lines. I don't think Tatum is li as live as people think. I don't think Giannis is as live as people think. And I think Embiid I is basically drawn dead. Okay. So maybe, yeah. And you kind of, Ken, you kind of said like the same thing like, where this could be like a, like a, a wacky year for NBA. Could most be a crazy player. year. Could be a crazy like SGA, year. Yeah. I don't really like him. Yeah. Like I, it's, no. it's, here's like the funny thing. It's supposed to be Luca. Like just like historically, it's yes, supposed to be Luca, except they might be bad. Yeah. And then it can't yeah, be they might be bad, and he might be bad. hurt. Yeah. <laughs> He's not yeah, a good he start to the season. It no, may be bad. Season, so. He may <laughs> no, be I hurt. I think he practiced today, but like it's you get the idea. Like it's not a perfect setup. Yeah, and they might be bad. No, yeah. no, they bad. might be bad. Well, They're five bad. seconds. What's your yeah. favorite bet for Tuesday night in the NBA? In five seconds. Uh, first half under in Suns Warriors. Second half over. Come back in with the heater. I'll absolutely love it again. Yeah, that was like a three-second answer. We love it. Uh, Drew is on Twitter at whale underscore capper, a betting analyst for our friends over at NBC Sports, co-host of the Deep Dive Pod, one of the best guys in the business. Absolutely content, absolutely worth your time. Check him out. Well, we appreciate it, brother. Wishing you the best of luck on all your bets, except for the Vikings tonight, because I'm on the other side, and we will talk to you soon. All right, good luck, guys. Always, always, always a pleasure. The great Drew Dinsick joining us here on You Better You Bet. Two nothing Diamondbacks. We'll talk about that on the oh. other side, and we'll get back to P squared, B squared in the NFL. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake.
Lorenzen is warming up in the Phillies' bullpen, so this could be a quick hook coming for Aaron Nola. Diamondbacks already up 3 nothing here in Game 6. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, but if we do see a Game 7, the Phillies don't come back, yeah, what's our it would be uh, Ranger Suarez against uh, against Wicked Fott for Arizona. Oh, man. Well, Ranger Fott. Yeah, Ranger Fod would be the uh, nobody wants to be game, the game seven matchup. Uh, so we'll see if Nola can get out of it here. Like what? Obviously, we're in the second inning. There's a lot of baseball to be played. The Phillies can hit 15 home runs in the game, come back and win in a laugher still. But Arizona threatening to score more runs here. Only one out on the top of the second. Snakes already out to a three nothing lead, and the Diamondbacks Rangers World Series dream uh, stays alive at least at least for the moment. Uh, Power Hour, final hour coming up in 20 minutes. Um, If you're watching us on Stadium right now and you want to check out the final hour of the show featuring all our bets for tonight, you can flip on over to twitch.tv backslash betql. And we'd also encourage everyone to support the show and rock some You Better You Bet merchandise at youbetteryoubetshop.com. All your favorite slogans for for the show, Prop King, Don't Be a Slap, Choose Your Capper, uh, Eight Buckets, Bucket Hat, all can be found at youbetteryoubetshop.com. Long sleeve tees, youbetteryoubetshop.com. Short sleeve tees, youbetteryoubetshop.com. Hooded sweatshirts like the one my guy Ken Barkley's wearing right now, youbetteryoubetshop.com. Hats at youbetteryoubetshop.com. The website, youbetteryoubetshop.com. Again, youbetteryoubetshop.com. Dot com. All right, Jake, bring the music back up here and let's continue on our handicap as there's there's a sweatshirt. It's uh, Ken resplendent and gray today. Uh, and Heather Gray, the color. Let's get to our handicap here of week eight in the NFL with the Jets and the Giants, Ken, where the Jets uh, three-point favorites total 36 and a half. Now, I think your strategy is going to be wait as long as possible and bet the New York Jets. You're looking for like a really short number here. Any, is, it, is two and a half good enough for you here or you want to get even like lower than two and a half? That's it's a really good question, and I yeah we were we were talking about this game, and then we kind of ran into the break a little bit. I, I think just the most interesting thing here, it's really crazy that this is true, because I mean like three weeks ago this game looks like death on paper. I mean it's just really like not a game that you're interested in watching. It seems like it's going to be not the stakes aren't going to be particularly high. I think both these teams still have a chance to make the playoffs. I think the Jets have a chance Agreed. to win the division. Like yeah. I, mean, I think this is actually like. Re, re, this is it's not high stakes like eagles dolphins is high stakes but this is like mid stakes like this isn't worthless um look at the nfc standings look at how bad the south is washington loses again to this team yesterday the packers are terrible like there's so much room for the seven seed in the nfc to be a terrible team like okay here you know four division winners then your wild cards are going to be dallas seattle blank like all right who's blank like, tell me who the team is. Be like, the Rams, they just lost again. It's definitely the Rams, they just lost again. It could still be Washington. Like, that's the crazy part, and it could be the Giants. It definitely could be. Doesn't Not that it's going to be, just it could be. Like, that's alive more than maybe people think right now. Like, the seven seed's going to be a really bad team. Really bad team. Uh, 
The second thing is the Jets part of it. When we do Thursday, we'll talk about, do I want to bet Robert Sala to win coach of the year going into this game, a game where they're favored and where this can start to kind of get some momentum where if they win nine, 10 games, make the playoffs, I think he's live to win. Remember both favorites to win coach of the year lost yesterday. Uh, Campbell and, and the, the market not reacting to that. A little insane, but that's okay. We'll do that on Thursday. Um, so just there's like a lot here, which is fun. And I think just the, the handicapping part for this game specifically, Nick, is like the Giants are on a little bit of a run here, right? Like if you can call it that, kind of an all-in, really good performance against Buffalo on a Sunday night game when no one wanted them. And then they come off that game and they go home and they win a game outright that like against a, a division game. Again, Washington's not great, but Washington's not like a bottom five team. Like they're probably in like the 20 to 25 range in the NFL and you beat that team. And so it's kind of like, all right, is this the start of something? Or is this a good time to like play against a team that may just actually be that again? Like which one is it? And it could be either. There's no like right answer. And even the, this game might not tell us the answer to that, but it is one of the interesting things. And I, I do expect the market to move toward the Giants probably better injury report two good performances i think we're moving in that direction and then it's like do i want to bet the jets or not i don't think i want the giants off the two performances we've seen i don't think i could get i don't think i feel like i'm getting a good number on them because they played well for two weeks in a row what's your uh projected point spread in the game and let's and let's assume that like sauce gardner because i'm sure right. your number is like sauce and dj reed play let's assume that they're both playing just for the purposes of this conversation and if you want in your opinion like does andrew thomas like bump the giants up a half point i'm not saying he does or doesn't but you can apply your subjective opinion to to the, the hashtag number here I tried to like i went back to like the last couple jets games where you know like the eagles got bet out a little more once we figured out those guys were out and it was kind of like this weird market that had a lot of injuries in it. Like I, I got jets three was like what I got with those guys playing and maybe Thomas, like, again, I, I think we're going to be having this discussion and it would do it moved on Wednesday and it'll be like, Oh, looks, looks like we're going to come off three or, Oh, this guy practiced today. Like it's going to be a game that has a lot of that stuff in it. And that's what makes it fun. Honestly, I, I think this is a game where neither team winning would surprise me. This is a game where like if and I really mean this with the Giants, just because I think people don't realize how bad the seven seed is. If either of these teams made the playoffs, I would not be surprised. It's like and I, I can't the Giants started of one in five and could make the playoffs and you're 100 percent right about it. And that's, you know, the advent of right. the seven seed now kind of like brings more outcomes like that potentially into the equation. Um, my point spread in the game is also three. And the conversation I had with myself, it was not. Like, should it be two and a half? It was more like, is three and a half or three the right number? So a little bit more weighted towards the Jets. So I would say this is like a three more leaning to the Jets than the Giants for me. Where I think like your analysis makes a ton of sense, right? Where if this is going to close two and a half. So let's say that I, okay. Let's say that me, shout out to me. Let's say I don't grow up a crazed fan of the New York football Giants. Let's say this is, this is, Titans Texans and I make the game three and 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 Houston's favored if it goes to Houston three and a half I would bet Tennessee if it goes to two and a half I would bet Houston I feel like that's what I should do here two and a half bet the Jets three and a half bet the Giants etc if the right number of the game is three and I feel strongly about that and I think I think I do feel pretty strongly about that Jets should be favored by three then that's how I should bet the game the inner turmoil and the inner debate I'm having is not just not just for hashtag content but for like my own personal enjoyment do I just want to like bet the Giants and live with whatever happens on Sunday and have that be like my thing this week? And I think sure. that the answer, I think the answer is going to be yes. I haven't placed right. the bet yet, 
but I don't know that I can do like I have to go on FAN this week and everyone knows I'm a Giants fan and I'm gonna pick the Jets and like that's gonna be my thing I guess I could right yeah, if I think that like if the, the game's gonna pick be a the pick Giants them. but just say you're a fan just be like be like look I, I agree with the market I think the right number in the game's three but like I want the Giants to win like I think the defense is getting better it's by the way like that's the other part of this Giants had well, you know, well, Denver was the worst rated defense by far in the first four weeks of the season, but the Giants weren't far behind. You know, they were, we all watched that Seattle Monday night game. Uh, they, I think they were 31st in DVOA for a couple weeks. I think they're in the mid 20s right now, maybe even worse than that. But okay, like we also watched the Bills game and they held the commanders to seven points. Like, I, what if, and we know the coordinator's good and we know they were like pretty good at some stuff last year. Like, this is what I mean, where like teams aren't the same the whole year. And it's always the most fun exercise to figure out, like, when is the hard pivot coming? Like, is Denver's defense way better now? They were the worst of all time in the first four weeks. You know, I'm trying to think of an offensive unit where you can make, the, uh, is the Saints offense going to start being better in the next four weeks? They were brutal the first four weeks. Is Dallas going to start scoring in the red zone? Haven't seen that. By the way, like, and the idea that teams can change, like, did anybody have, like, Chiefs' total first-half offensive nuclear explosion yesterday, the way they play games so far this year? Now, I know the, the the total in the game is hilarious. It lands 48. But, like, let's be honest. We watched the first half of that game. That isn't the Chiefs that we've seen for the first few weeks. Like, things change. And uh, is that the Giants' defense sort of, like, going forward now? Like, are they going to be more like the last two weeks? They're going to be more like the first few. So I think that's a, another interesting wrinkle in the game. Jets offense, you can make the same argument with Zach Wilson. So much uncertainty. And uh, and actually, the stakes, like, I actually am very excited to watch this game. I know it seems like a, a boring game. Total's really low. The winner of the game, it's actually really interesting. I, I would say that for people out there that will talk about how many times the Giants sacked Sam Howell yesterday, and just to be clear, Ken's right. The defense has been a lot better the last couple of weeks. So this is not meant to poo-poo the Giants' defense. Just that, like, everyone sacks Sam Howell. That's like yeah. Washington's gimmick is to get the quarterback sacked a million times. Nick got a the half Bears. sack last week. I got, like, a couple <laughs> pressures, but I didn't get home. You know, like, it's, well, it, when they played the Bears, Jake had a couple yeah. sacks in the game. Like, the yeah. Bears and the Giants have sacked Sam Howell a lot. Because Sam Howell's on pace to take the most sacks a quarterback's ever taken in the history of the National Football League. So, like, yes, like, Thibodeau played well. And, like, this is not to say, like, the players aren't playing well. It's just... Right. Washington and every other team, right? right? Washington yeah. and every other team are different right now with the sure. quarterback play. And the quarterback taking all yeah. the sacks is what I mean when I say the quarterback play. Who do you actually play. think is going to win this game? Um, I think the Giants are going to win. I don't know who's going to win, but I think I want okay, to bet the this? Jets if the price starts dropping a lot. Can I? Okay, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Okay. Regardless of who plays quarterback for the Giants, Jones or so Jones comes back and he's healthy, or Tyrod Taylor, which quarterback do you trust more in the game? The Giants quarterback or the Jets quarterback? God, you know what's so funny after the last couple weeks? Like, Giants quarterback, like, especially if it's Tyrod. Okay. But Giants quarterback is the answer. Yeah, like, I don't know. They're like, hurt Daniel Jones running around back there is rough. Like, that's, like, going to be bad. Like, it almost might which, be uh, like he plays line drops, bet the Jets. Which uh, which coaching staff do you trust more? Oh, the Giants, definitely. Yeah. A lot of it will also come down and like, wow, and this is going to be like an earth-shattering take by me. Like, if Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed both play, like remember the game yesterday? We had Jalen Hyatt over receiving yards and like he stretched the field and had a couple big plays. Guess what's like not happening next week? Although like in the preseason game that these two teams played, Hyatt like completely yeah. cooked Sauce Gardner. I, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with this game, but not, not uh, in a oh, better way. It. 
I think I'm just in on the game, period. I just, I just I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the game. Well, I'll be. I, I, I guess you could say I, I enjoy his entire Listen, catalog. Kind of like, kind of like them all. If you're watching the show on Stadium and you want to check out the final hour, all our bets for tonight and more Week Eight NFL handicapping, head on over right now to Twitch.tv/backslash/betql.